0: Welcome to the online ministry of Pacific Beach United Methodist Church, located in beautiful San Diego, California. Pacific Beach UMC is a member of the Reconciling Ministries Network and welcomes persons of all ages and backgrounds for worship, study, and service opportunities. More information can be found on our website at pbumc.org. May you be enriched by the hearing of these words, and may you receive and enjoy God's blessing.
1: Scripture is Ephesians two eighteen through 20. For through him, both of us have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are citizens with the saints and also members of the household of God, built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Jesus Christ himself as the cornerstone. And Hebrews 12, 1 through 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by the great, a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance to race that is set before us. Look to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, Who, for the sake of the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand in the throne of God? Thank you. Thank you, Julie.
0: Today is All Saints Sunday, a very special day in the life of the church. It's one of my favorites because it provides time and space to remember and give thanks for those who have gone before us, those who have made a difference in our lives of faith, those who have finished their race in the language of Hebrews. And even though they have finished their race, they remain a part of the community of faith, surrounding us in a great cloud of witnesses. And while this is a beautiful and meaningful Sunday, it is also a Sunday that raises some questions and maybe even a few eyebrows to boot. Wait, do we believe in saints? is a question I usually hear at least once or twice around this time of year. Those of you who grew up in the Catholic Church are familiar with saints in that tradition, individuals canonized for displaying heroic virtue and for performing at least one miracle in the course of their lifetimes. And while there is much that I appreciate about saints in the Catholic tradition, Protestant tradition talks about saints in a different way. In Protestant churches, saints are understood to be Christians of every time and place, those whose lives have touched others, changed others, somehow, in some way, shared the light and the love of God with others. We hear that understanding of saints reflected in our scripture readings for today And in many other places in the New Testament, it points to a a wider, a broader understanding of saints. One that includes ordinary folks who have walked alongside us, but who have made an extraordinary difference by their kindness, their wisdom, their goodness, and their grace. We hear language about Christian saints not only in our scriptures, but we hear it in our creeds of the church as well. Some of you are familiar with the Apostles' Creed and the the choir just sang the Apostles' Creed just beautifully. And it includes the line, I believe in the communion of saints. And not only does the creed mention saints, but it lifts up the abiding relationship between the saints, the bond that ties us together. So sainthood isn't individualistic in scripture or in our creeds. It isn't a solitary quest or a private journey. There is a communion of saints. Our lives are interconnected, woven together in a way that unites us as one. To say it a different way, the communion of saints implies belonging. We belong to the body of Christ. We belong to one another, with one another, for one another. And because our lives are not static, the way we belong may change and evolve, looking different at different times in our lives. But the belonging itself is precious and permanent and eternal. We belong. As I was thinking about All Saints Sunday and this notion of the communion of saints, my mind went back to the days when I was training as a chaplain and serving primarily on units that provided care for people with dementia. They were units that scared me at first. But the longer I was there, the more I loved the people and recognized the grace of God and the movement of the spirit in that place. On one of my first days, I offered a devotional in the community room, something I ended up doing every week for the next year and a half. It was the beginning of Lent, the season of Lent, and I said how glad I was that we would all go on this Lenten journey together, thinking, of course, that I would be the leader of that journey. I talked, they listened, or didn't, and at the end of my homily, altogether too long and not quite right for that context, there was dead silence, until sweet little Ruby spoke up from the back and said, rather matter-of-factly, well, we're glad to take you along. (laughs) And take me along they did. There were so many memorable moments during my time on those units, some sad and difficult, but also so many moments of grace. There was one woman, Ethel, Who gave me one of the most meaningful blessings of my life toward the end of my 18 months serving on those units? The staff gave me a going away party after my final devotional in the community room, and they got one of those cakes from Costco that we've all had with the sweet, fluffy, abundant icing. We served it on the smallest of styrofoam plates with those little teeny tiny plastic forks. I was scrambling around with the rest of the staff trying to serve everybody and help with cake. Well, Ethel's cake tumbled off of her flimsy plate and she was picking it up off of her skirt in chunks and eating it with her fingers, of course. By the time I got to her, she was covered in frosting. So I ran to the sink, got some damp paper towels, and very carefully dabbed her hands and her arms as she had that that paper-thin skin that just was constantly in need of being bandaged. I got her cleaned up good enough and, and turned to dash to the trash can with my gooey gob of paper towels. When she said, wait, I turned back toward her and she said... Can I say it without crying? I don't know if I can. She said, don't you want me to wash your hands too? I went back and she took the messy paper towels and dabbed at my hands, offering me the kindness and care that I had just offered her. We both ended up with frosting on us. But it was a God moment for me. A gift, a moment that I will treasure the rest of my life. I came to love those people, residents and staff, and to experience those units as a neighborhood, as community, as holy ground. And because of that, it grieved me when some of these people, people whose memories were deteriorating more and more, seemed forgotten by communities that could have remembered them that really should have remembered them. I was attending a United Methodist Church in Atlanta at that time, and one day I bumped into the pastor from my church in the elevator at Bud Terrace, the building in which the dementia units were housed on the top two floors. She had come to visit another parishioner in assisted living, a different area, and I said, oh, are you coming up to to visit Bob? Bob was one of the residents in the dementia care unit who was also a member of our church. She said no, she didn't have time that day, and wondered if he'd remember it, even if she did. And I tell you, on the one hand, I get it, there's rarely enough time in a pastor's day to do all the things that need to be done and that should be done. So my intention isn't to heap judgment on anyone. But the moment troubled me. It made an impact. I was invited many years ago to do some speaking at local churches as a part of the Speakers Bureau for the Alzheimer's Association. And part of what I ended up sharing with churches was my notion of the importance of remembering people, especially those who couldn't always remember the fullness of their stories themselves. And not just remembering them, thinking of them, sending a card, visiting them, telling them the stories that they used to tell for themselves, but remembering them, making them members of the body of Christ, of the community in a new way. True, they no longer attended worship or served on a committee, or ushered, or greeted, their membership wasn't visible in those particular ways anymore. But in and through their illness, they were no less members of the body of Christ. So it was important to remember them, but also to remember them, to hold them, to connect them in a different way to the communion of believers, because they still had a place. They still very much belonged to the community, to the body of Christ. And in some ways I think of all those who have gone before us, those we are naming today, and others whom we carry in our memories and in our hearts as those who are remembered and remembered. They are not with us in the same way anymore. We don't experience them face to face in the way we once did, but we continue in relationship with them, heart to heart and spirit to spirit. They remain a part of the body of Christ, remembered as those who are now a part of the great cloud of witnesses, the communion of saints that surround us. In just a few minutes, we'll read the names of church members and other loved ones who have died in this past year, remembering their witness and honoring their memories. We lift them up on this All Saints Sunday, not because they were perfect people, but because their faith was made perfect in Christ. We lift them up because they shared the light and love of God in the living of their lives. They made a difference to us, to their families, to their friends. The fact that they were here made a difference in their communities and in the world. They are absent from our midst, but they are present with the Lord, and therefore we continue to share in community. They and we continue to belong to one another, with one another, for one another, in this holy communion that transcends the boundaries of heaven and earth. Thanks be to God, who holds us all in mystical communion, now and forevermore. Amen. And now with the confidence of children of God, let us pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil.